Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a good night's rest and uh, had a good day yesterday. I know it is Valentine's Day and sometimes that could be depressing and sometimes it could be good. Uh, you know, it just uh, I guess depends where you're at in life and uh, I don't know I've had a lot of lonely valentines but you know what it's just another day and if you got the lord in your heart uh man you got more love than you could ever hope to imagine so you know what it's a good day every day knowing that god loves us and uh hope everybody is uh sobered up from the super bowl <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, i uh i hope everybody didn't get mad at my post about uh the halftime show i uh uh, yeah, it's just not my kind of stuff. I never liked it when it first came out. You know, I've never been a fan of that kind of music. My wife really liked it. And I know a lot of people on Facebook did, but I just, it just does nothing for me whatsoever. And, you know, and it, it's hard to watch. We know about every one of them on there is a bunch of Trump haters and have said you know, horrible things in regards to Trump and his supporters and even, uh, uh, Eminem uh, kneeling, uh, despite uh, stories to the contrary, he was kneeling because of uh, Crapper Nick, and uh, they they knew he was going to do that. You had uh, Snoop Dogg up there who was referring, uh, well, said a very uh, uh, disparaging, uh, racist term to black conservatives, and uh, it just you know that's why I don't got a lot of use for them. You know, I just really don't. You know, I see stuff like that. It's hard for me to watch a lot of movies and stuff too, or TV shows. Uh, when I see people on there that I know a bunch of, you know, I try to set aside them from the character and just try to enjoy the movie or TV show for the sake of my family want to watch something. But I'm sitting there the whole time thinking this piece of, you know what? <laughs> so it's hard for me to get past that sometimes. But if you like that kind of music, then more power to you. All right. Uh, who we got watching this morning? We got Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little, Lois Adams, Brandy Boyd Young, Jennifer Honeycutt. Terry Eric Webb, Terry Hutchison, Darlene Barker. So all the cool kids are together this morning and ready to get our days going in the right directions. Uh, uh, Kelly Jeanette Swift, good morning. And uh, Mike Hensley, good morning. And uh, yeah, please, uh, Darlene, so pray for your ears and family. Pray for my ears. I tell you, I'm so mad. Caught ear, nose, and throat yesterday. They could care less. I mean, they could just literally care less. I, I'm telling you, I've got such sharp pains in my ears. I am just miserable. And they said, well, we ain't got your referral from the VA yet. Try back in a week. I said, lady, I don't have a week. I said, I am in a lot of pain. And she said, well, leave a message with the girl does referrals. And, well, I left a message, never heard a word. But it's just it's mind-boggling. I mean, I realize I'm not the only person out there that's sick. But, you know, the, the, the whole total lack of concern or... You know, it's, it's just, I don't know, it makes me very angry, <laughs> particularly when you don't feel good, and I'm cranky when I don't feel good anyway, and uh, I'm, uh, the older I get, the uh, bigger grouch I become, so, oh well, <laughs> I guess such is life. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance, and if you're in a, a, a place where you can... Uh, uh, do your uh, where you can stand, place your hand over your heart, and uh, take part of this. That would be fantastic. But if you can't, that's okay. I don't want you trying to stand, put your hand over your heart if you're in your car. So, all right, let's go ahead and do this right now. 
I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. Pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right. I'm so happy that we have the freedom to be able to say those pledges. Don't take it for granted, guys and gals, that we uh, have the luxury of saying those pledges. I like, you know, you like it referenced before you look no further than china and how they are arrested uh, for ever dare mentioning the name of god at a funeral or wedding uh, they have to hide in secret to uh, have bible studies they can't have church in open uh, to dare say anything re remotely close to what we're talking about this morning would uh, land us in in a prison cell and probably tortured for our efforts so uh, don't take for granted what we have it could go away in a heartbeat uh, you know there russia's already looking forward to um, invading ukraine and uh, right now our country looks very weak so we got a lunatic at the helm and uh, his laughing hyena vice president and uh, you know they uh, wouldn't have dared uh, pulled any kind of stunts like this when Trump was in office. They'd been too scared to. They knew he wouldn't have put up with it. But they see this little weak-kneed coward in there, and they know they can do whatever they want to. If they evade there, it ain't a whole lot of stretch for them to evade here, too. So that's the sad part. It really is. Uh, and uh, uh, we got a military that's been weakened by wokeness. Instead of training exercises or having classes on uh, uh, dealing with same-sex issues, <laughs> transgenders i mean the it's gone mad people i mean the world has gone mad and uh so you know we're going to pray like i said no matter what happens all right lord's in control he's sovereign all these things you know you know hope pray he'll protect this country and and uh those kind of things won't happen but no matter what happens the lord's in control but you know uh it amazes me though uh you know here trump you know they they laughed at him and uh, said uh, you know he, all these what he was saying was conspiracy theories and and about everything he said has come true has been proven what he was saying was the truth and all they've ever tried to do is tear him down i've never understood it i've never understood it. he loved his country promoted his country i mean it wasn't perfect and uh, we didn't elect a, a, a pastor into office i mean the guy had problems but you know he, he tried to put this country first he did uh try to um, support christianity i um, mean he saw a lot of things you know that uh uh, that he'd done that was just nothing but good for this country and uh, if you can't if you're still disparaging Trump after seeing the atrocities and the lunacy that's going on now man uh, Lord help you is all I got to say but you know it amazes me I, it, it sickens me to think of Hillary Clinton running again I mean it really it nauseates me I, to, to even look at her her and Bill they're, they're evil they're the epitome of evil it, it's nauseating and um, you know, I, I said the only thing that make it worthwhile is if uh, if she did run again and Trump beat her again. That would be hilarious. She would probably just, or you probably literally see, you probably see on camera uh, the what uh, a true physical combustion would happen. <laughs> she would just literally explode. But uh, but here, you know, we see that she was literally spying on him. Uh, she was setting him up. Uh, I mean, you know. It, it, 
uh, the irony is she was a part of Watergate, you know, uh, you know, after all those years. And, you know, they said somebody uh, said this morning says it's the end of her uh, political career. I like what Tommy Lauren says. She says she's like a bad fruitcake. She never really goes away. That's the bad thing. Her narcissism will not allow her to go away. And uh, that's the sad. Nothing would tickle me more to see her and Bill behind bars. That would be wonderful. But they're like Teflon. That nothing sticks, and they've got so much dirt on everybody. They'll never see see a jail cell. But it'd be great if if she had nothing else. That her her political aspirations were finally done and over with. So we didn't have to hear her or see her anymore, and uh, tickle me to death. But um, you know, it's just indicative of of how. Uh, the the morality of this country, the lack of God in this country, the you know it's just that you know there's no no you know lying to a liberal is like breathing you know have you ever noticed that and it's just uh, to do something to cheat secretly underhand and demean is no big deal to them so anyway all right my friends now that I have said my piece. <laughs> All right, and uh, oh, Rusty Paws, Terry Sharp, Lois Adams. You know, I always got to get my little political commentary in when I can in the mornings, and and I hope it it is it doesn't uh, bother you. You know, when you come to join me for morning devotions, that I do that. It just sometimes I know there's issues that need to be discussed. So, but our uh, uh, first discussion this morning is Deuteronomy chapter thirty-one, verse six: Be strong and courageous; do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not for leave you or forsake you. And, of course, it would be really great if I could read this morning. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why I have such difficulty uh, in the morning's uh, reading. But, uh, you know, it is, um, you know, we look at this passage and we look at it in its context, exactly what's going on here. You know, we had Caleb and his spies and uh, those who went to view out the promised land uh, before they crossed over. And, uh, you know, the army looked formidable. They may even look, may have been giants, may look like giants. I don't know. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, when they come back, you know, they were asked, you know, hey, do you think, can we uh, conquer this army? Well, uh, the, some of the spies went and said, oh, no, there's no way. They're, it's too big. It's too great. Uh, they're, too, uh, they're like giants. They're, the army is too grand. There's no way we can ever be victorious. And Caleb was like, yeah, man, we can do this. We can be victorious. We can overcome. We, we got this. And, of course, the ground swallowed up those men who were uh, not faithful. And Caleb was one of the few who actually got to see over into the promised land. And it amazes me, you know, of course, it's easy to to sit here in hindsight and say, well, man, what's their deal? You know, I mean, here and they caused him to wander 40 years in, in the wilderness because of their lack of faith. But, you know, you see all the grand things that God had done uh, in, uh, in the scope of, of freeing them from slavery in Israel and, uh, and how they was victorious over army after army after army and uh and how god supplied all their needs and still lacked the faith to say well man god's on our side we can do this but you know sadly we are like that today you know we've got uh you know we're facing an enemy every single day we're going into battle every single day and we've got the greatest swordsmen. The the you, you, we have fictional superheroes. Uh, God is far greater than any fictional superhero that uh, man could ever imagine. He's far greater and stronger. And uh, with him by our side, there's nothing that we can't accomplish. There's nothing that we can't overcome. There's nothing that we can't do. 
with God on our side. But yet so many are like those spies. It's too big. It's too grand. We can't be victorious. I cannot overcome. I'm too weak. And, uh, you know, we need to have that same confidence as Caleb did and to say, no, we got this. God is on our side. We are victorious. But we allow fear, we allow doubts to infiltrate our hearts and minds and to, um, uh, to, to disparage us and to make us think that we, can't, uh, that we can't win. You know, Deuteronomy 20, verse 4 says, The Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. God is there to give us that victory. And we need to quit allowing fear and anxiety to control us and to keep us from doing what we are called to do. You know, that's the biggest problem with a lot of Christians. And there, I saw that there's going to be a new church opening up in Johnson City. I didn't say anything. I started to. No, no it just makes me look like a jerk, so I, I didn't put nothing underneath it. But I, I was watching their, uh, the little video that's associated with their uh, advertisement. And, uh, you know, one thing I always look at is their educational background. None. And I've noticed that here lately with a lot of new churches. No educational background. No seminary training whatsoever. You know, and people say, well, you don't have to have education to be a pastor. There is truth and part in that. Uh, I had a great-grandfather who uh, never went to seminary. He's a, a tremendous pastor and preacher. There have been times in history when God has, God has called those to be pastors that uh, uh, that never went to formal training. But we're in a day and a time now where it is necessary. You can only, you can only take your congregation as far as where you have, uh, as your education has brought you. As to me, it's like saying, well, you don't have to go to medical school to be a surgeon. And so uh, I have faith in that surgeon. Well, brother, you can have at it. I ain't going to him. If you never set foot in a medical school, I'm going to go to a guy that knows what he's talking about. And so, you know, it, the main reason, too, a lot of cults, and a lot of misunderstanding and misapplication of Scripture has been done by those who have never been to school and, uh, and not really understand the full context of the Scripture, never understood the hermeneutics behind that and how to apply it to the original audience, how to apply it to today. And they have been sincere, but they've been sincerely wrong. And they've misled a whole lot of people. And that's one why we have a lot of legalistic ideas out there. That's why you have snake handlers out there. That's why you've got a lot of, a lot of crazy thoughts and ideas out there because there have been those out there who do not understand the Greek, do not understand uh, the grammar, the syntax, uh, you know, all these things that you have to put into understanding uh, to make sure that you're properly applying Scripture where it needs to be. It's not just up to interpretation, however you want it to be. There is that proper kind of interpretation. And, uh, of course, I know there's no... no uh, educational background on this individual that's uh, promoting this thing of course he's dressed like a hipster no shock there and the more I, I washed it the matter i got because all that boiled down to it's just going to be another one of those little hallelujah barns there's no, it's not going to be anything of any substance there's not going to be no conviction of sin it's, it's just all going to be good you know make you feel good kind of baloney churches like i've seen a million times pop up around here hello karen smith uh, pop up around here and, and it's nauseating i'm, I'm just sick of it I'm sick of spineless pastors who refuse to stand up on God's holy word because they're too afraid of offending somebody. You know, I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm not out to purposely offend anybody. And I want to speak the truth in a loving way that's going to draw people to the gospel. That's what I want. But I'm not going to hold back. And I want to speak the, uh, what God has laid on my heart. 
And we need conviction of sins. We need to know that our sins are abhorrent, that our sins are horrible and disgusting in the, side, in the eyes of the sight of God. And we need to quit trying to justify those sins and realize that we need change. We need a Savior. We need Jesus Christ. And we need to shed those old things, those earthly, worldly parts of us and strive for that mind of Christ daily. And my whole point of all this is that I'm saying is that we have too many cowardly Christians out there who refuse to stand for what is right to stand against these things, whether it's, <clears throat> excuse me, anything controversial, anything that, uh, that they think is going to make somebody mad, they back off, they cower back. Why? Out of fear. Oh, I can't do that. You know, they're, they're scared. They're scared to death what other people think. What is the first thing that people try to do to shut you down as a Christian? You shouldn't judge. You're a bigot. You're judgmental. They do that, and nine times out of ten, it works. It shuts them down. Oh, no, no, no. I love everybody. You know, and, and I, when I see that kind of cowardly response, you know, I'm like, man, you know, right there, that, you gave them what they wanted. You know, when you should have just either just not ever, either not even said anything. You know, there's a lot of truth in that saying. It's better to believe that you're dumb than to open your mouth and to relieve all doubt. You know, so, you know it's better not to even said anything or to fire it back and say, no, I believe in God's holy word. I care for people. That's why I say something. But I can't stand back here and watch you uh, dive into an area that's going or any area that's going to send you to the depths of hell. I have to stand up and I have to say this is wrong. This sin is wrong. And I don't care if it's gay, straight, or whatever, if it's wrong, if it's contrary to the Word of God, then we have a responsibility to do to say, no, this is wrong. There's nothing, you know, I don't know where we've gotten to our point in our society where to say something is wrong is, is you can't do that. You know, that's the kind of attitude we've gotten to here lately that, you know, you can't say that. Yet who are you to say that's wrong? That's relative. You know, what may be wrong for you is not wrong for me. Uh, that there's no absolutes. There are absolutes. And that's, that's one thing that in a world of, of, um, uh, of diversity, uh, you know, of course, you know, diversity, uh, in other words, equals, uh, you know, anything but a white male. I mean, really, I mean, if you think about it, that's really what that boils down to. It's not a, not a racist comment. To me, the racism is hiring somebody because of their color and because of their gender. To me, that is racist, not on their qualifications. But, um, you know, it is, uh, the, the, the thing of it is that it is, when it comes to the Word of God, it is, you know, uh, exclusive, and that's what they don't want to hear. So they want everything to be, they want this inclusiveness. They want all religions to be inclusive, but God's word is exclusive because there is only one way to heaven. God's word is clear. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father except through me." It is He is the only way you're getting into heaven. I don't care how good you are. I don't care what a good little Buddhist you are, or Hindu, or whatever it is that you're into. Unless you confess your sins and accept Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, that is the only way you're getting into heaven. And uh, if you're deliberately defying God and living a life of sin, uh, either you can turn and change or he's going to turn you over to a reprobate mind. You know, it, it, you can't, you know, blatantly live in sin and, um, and then try to claim you're a Christian. You, you've got to make changes there. And uh, now you could be a struggling Christian and, you know, you've got issues that you're, you're working on and you're weak in, but you're trying. There's a difference in that. But if you're just deliberately thumbing your nose at God and just doing what you want to anyway, that's where the problem's at. But see, that's what the whole point of this, this context of this verse here is that we need to be strong and courageous. We don't, there's no time and room for cowards right now. We're, like I said, you know, uh, to, 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 to share a line from, 
uh, a Marvel movie. We're in the end game now because that's where we're at. We're in the last days, and the, the, the sands of the hourglass are running out. And it's time, people. we got to start standing up. There's no time for cowards. You're going to be a coward going to go on. We need, God's calling strong men and women to stand up, to be the salt of the earth, to do what is right, and to stand for what is holy and honorable in the eyes of God. And if you start feeling fear and anxiety overwhelm you and fill you, that's when you need to remember, if God is for me, who can be against me? God is there with me. We have the, he gives us the strength and the ability to be courageous. That's just why I was reading Deuteronomy 24. God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemy. He goes with you. He is the greatest warrior that you can ever possibly hope to have on your side. He is with you. And so there's no reason to fear. So we need to be like Caleb, not like the cowardly spies. Oh, we can't do this. And that's where a lot of Christians are at. Oh, we can't do this. We need to be like Caleb. Yes, we can do this. We are strong because we have God on our side. My friends, do not let fear and anxiety and worry overwhelm you and overtake you. That's sin because you're lacking trust and faith in God. Be courageous. Be of good cheer and know that God is with you wherever you may go. All right, my friends, let us have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to be courageous, help us to be strong, help us to be true, help us to stay the course. Lord, help us not to give in to cultural mores and standards. And Lord, help us to keep our eyes focused on you and do what is right in your eyes, despite what anybody or any any situation may dictate. Let us do what is right in your eyes. And Lord, for anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that you will be with each and every one of my brothers and sisters in Christ this morning. Watch over, protect them. Put a hedge of protection about them and their families. Lord, I pray that you be with my wife and kids that are going to school and work. Watch over and keep them safe. Lord, I just want to lift up a special prayer for my wife to bring healing upon her. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with the Weems families who are dealing with loss right now. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with all those who are battling COVID or cancer. And Lord, I pray that you will give them strength and healing. And Lord, I just pray that you will use us mightily this day and let us be a light in this world of darkness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, my friends, I appreciate you guys and gals for watching this morning. And uh, sorry I had to get a little fired up this uh, this morning, but uh, sometimes you just got to. So I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.